he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I am Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons, we're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right guys, let's creep. So okay, is it just me or are more people than normal taking to social media while Bachelor in Paradise is airing to talk about how awful production has been. Like, have you noticed that? There definitely has been an influx in people complaining about the shadiness of production, which I thought like they're not really supposed to be doing that, but like, I guess not. I'm just like wondering if, does this mean it's worse this year than it ever has been or social media is bigger than it ever has been and people have more of a voice they feel to say these things? I think it's both. Yeah, And probably. I think maybe, honestly, great podcasts like She's All Batches have been shedding light on how shady production really is. So maybe they feel like they are in good company. Because it seems like every single week there's someone new coming out and saying, like, this happened to me. But now it's, like, actually people on the show, which is what you're saying. So Teddy... Right. Yeah, so Teddy, as you guys know, left bachelor in paradise last week very abruptly everyone was like really confused as to what was going on there and so right after her exit from the show aired she posted this on instagram and this was the caption something i'm proud of learning one leaving environments that are cruel to me and the people around me two sticking to my boundaries no matter how many times people in authority try to cross them excited for this next chapter and what the rest of the year will bring people in authority aka Bachelor producers. Yeah, I just, I'm I'm wondering what they did. I heard through the grapevine, you know, the whole Bachelor grapevine, that when Rodney came down to the beach, she wanted to accept a date from him. He was going to ask her, but producers really mm-hmm. wanted her to stay with Andrew. That's what I heard too, but I guess, I guess I'm just confused. Why would they not want a love triangle? That's what I don't get. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I know. Wouldn't it cause more drama and be a better story if she went and then Andrew was upset? Right, because we all knew that Teddy and Andrew were coming into this, like, kind of locked in on each other. If Rodney could come in and sweep her away, Andrew would have a moment. I, I don't know. But maybe also, too, from Teddy's perspective, she's saying things that are cruel to me and the people around me. Maybe she didn't want to do that to Andrew and hurt him. And was yeah. just like, fuck this. I don't want to, like, make my friends upset. But anyway, so then... Also, too, we had a tweet from Genevieve that said, Honestly, the amount of times I wanted to leave that place is scary. Imagine three hours of sleep and 90% humidity. It's not easy, people. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. To which Michael A. respond, Angel on Earth, Michael A., but also producer favorite Michael A. Kind of like was mocking what she was saying and said, Yep, I remember waking up next to the ocean, having all your meals prepared for you, spending your day talking to friends and working through our problems in hopes of walking away healthier. It gets harder. Trust me. We weren't tortured. We were lucky. Hashtag Bachelor Okay, like, and like, Angel on Earth, Michael A., I hear you. You are such a gem and a sweet little angel. However, your experience of like waking up and having your problems worked out for you and having all your meals prepared, it's like he's talking about paradise like it's a fucking spa day when everyone else talks about it like it's a torture chamber. So like maybe you are the oddball out. I do get what he's saying that he's like, Genevieve, like you're literally getting paid to like be on TV and like frolic on the beach. Like Kim, there are people that are dying, but like. Sure. Yeah. But But Michael A, I believe is not being tortured psychologically. Right. And I think it's like a grocery store joke kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. I was like, what's everyone complaining about? This is great. It's like, it's great for you because you're protected, but not everyone has that type of protection. 
Totally. And McKenna responded to Michael A um, saying more or less exactly that. Um, and guys, we've had McKenna on the podcast and she was really vulnerable about oh my God, her paradise experience. It's literally our top performing episode. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's really, really good. But she says, hmm, trying not being a favorite in the franchise and being told you can leave, but you will get a bad edit if you do, all while crying, saying you are mentally not okay and need to go. Remember, this experience is not lucky for everyone. It can be really traumatizing for some. So some random person left a comment on Instagram and, and said, wait, you left some, this is now regards in regards to Sally. They said, wait, you left someone in a trunk for four hours? <laughs> what the fuck? You could have died. They could have died. Are you okay asking for a friend? And Sally comments on that and goes, that definitely did not happen. Try to remember it's a TV show. So I, as far as I know in their contract, they're not allowed to say like these things didn't happen. That was editing. This is a TV show. Also someone messaged her I saw in one of the comments they're like you should sue and she goes trust me if I could I would like Sally is pissed at yeah. how this is all going down and how it looks for her also like to the person that's commenting to her saying you left someone in a trunk for four hours like do better Stephanie Parker like why are you thinking that that's I actually well, real? but that to me was the most unrealistic thing like of course she's not putting someone in a trunk they actually could die that's like what literal kidnappers do as they put people yeah in do you remember that that movie jawbreaker i mean it was the jawbreaker that actually killed her but she was in the trunk too <laughs> no i don't remember that movie but wait, I what? Believe you. wait i don't like scary movies was it scary it's like a sexy hot girl scary movie though like um the popular... i don't know if that's a genre but okay <laughs> so um oh my god it's a really good movie guys from like the 90s or something but the, on their birthdays they like gag each other with jawbreakers or something okay and then they they choke on them and die well one did by accident so like they Uh, got her up on her birthday they kidnapped her as like a prank because they all do pranks on their birthdays and then they put a jawbreaker in her mouth and they taped it and they put her in the (gasps) trunk and they were supposed to wake her up and be like hi bitch it's your birthday and she's that's my worst nightmare to be gagged with a jawbreaker yeah and then put in a mostly the trunk part honestly because i get very claustrophobic i think i would freak the fuck out so they open the trunk she's in the trunk with a jawbreaker, you see it in her throat, she's dead. This is, like, morbid. And then they have to, because, like, they're, like, the cool girls in school. They can't just, like, tell everyone that she they killed her. So they mm-hmm. have to, like, pretend that all this crazy shit happened. Wow. Do you that guys does sound a, like a good movie. A full review? Sound off in the comments below. <laughs> yeah. Um, that does sound like a good movie. That does seem like what they were trying to make it, like, seem that Sally did to this poor producer. But obviously anyone with a brain knows that she did not do that. Um, So yeah, Sally is pissed. And then Hunter, who went home last week, was with Johnny, but then Johnny picked Victoria. She made a TikTok that the caption was, me going on reality TV to find true love, but instead finding a therapist. Shit. I just feel like it's every single person on this show is coming off the show and saying how they're like deeply traumatized. And Um, Hunter, did you find a therapist from betterhelp.com? If you do, use code (laughs) cheese all patch for 10% off, please. Yeah, seriously. Shameless plug. So Haley, do you remember the blonde girl that everyone was kind of Mm -hmm. confused? She got a lot of screen time. She tweeted the other day, excited to watch the rest of the season as just a viewer and no more anxiety about my edit. So these people, like, while they don't know what this major, major network is going to do to them in front of millions of people, I would never, ever be able to handle that. No, me neither. And the thing that's sad, too, is, like, the benefits of the show seem to be kind of going away because these people are not even walking away with that big of social following. So it's like, literally, what did you do this for? Like, I would be psychologically tortured for a million followers, but I wouldn't for 12,000 followers. Right. Like, what are you going to get with that? Right. As someone who has 12,000 followers, I can tell you, not that much. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, so, I mean, I like that people are starting to speak out and shine a light yeah. on it. I do wonder if when they go too far, they get a slap on the wrist, though. Because we've seen that, like, when people like Katie Thurston or Becca Martinez or other people have kind of towed that line but gone a little too overboard, mm. they yeah. do get messages from ABC and they're like, yo, wrap it up. Yeah, shut up or we'll sue you, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. It's a scary world out there. Well, moving on that, like, production is evil, Nick Bial is openly admitting that Bachelor couples are set up to fail. And I mean, like, Mm -hmm. stating the obvious, but this is what he said. So Nick is on his book tour. I don't think he's on the New York Times bestseller. I know we said we would come back to that. I have not heard anything. I I feel like if he was on the list, we would know about it. That's the thing. I was, like, trying to Google, because I'm like, how does one go about even looking at this fucking list? So I'm trying to find it. It's really hard. I guess I didn't try that hard, though. And But I'm like, Nick is, you know... Not shy. If he got on that list, he would be printing shirts that say, like, I'm a New York Times bestseller. So absolutely, the fact that he's not makes me feel like he didn't get it. I really think that this book is, I mean, I have no information to back this up other than just the fact that he was whiny and asking people to buy it and we have not heard about him being on the on the list that I feel like this book is underperforming for him. I think he really thought a lot of people would buy it and I don't think they are. Yeah. The one thing I will say about the book, though, I don't, I didn't read it, obviously, I yeah, no information on it. I did see someone compare it to the "He's Just Not Into You" book mm-hmm. from like, like I don't know, from, from the movie. I know the book was before the movie, but like I'm just like, oh yeah, like the movie. But that book changed my life, and like that book came out what like 15 years ago, and I feel like I really needed that type of book at that time in my life. And I feel like if mm-hmm. that's giving the same message as Nick's, then I'm happy that young girls can maybe get that message. I just feel like why don't you just go get He's Just Not That Into You instead? It's a really great book. Right, like the book's already been done. I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay, so play what he said. Because I heard this too, and I thought it was very surprising that he would admit something like this. Right. Again, you're not in contract, you're not on the show, but you're still someone that they bring back and do favorable things Yeah, he for. gets good interviews with people that are still in contract, and he gets the screeners so that he can release his podcast episode literally as soon as the episode ends I know. Not everyone has that luxury. I know. Listen, every bash relationships, they're doomed. They're set up to fail. Like they truly are. They're like, they're, they're giving zero advantages of, of succeeding. Think about, you know, you get done. First of all, you have to film and that's just an emotional crisis for like the leads. Like it's just an absolute horror show for the leads. And Mm -hmm. then you get done filming and they're like, great, spend four days together actually get to know each other and now you're going to start this relationship with great expectations because by the way you're engaged yeah and now you can't see each other you know Mm -hmm. and then when you do see each other every couple weeks you're locked in a room together a house it's a nice house but you can't leave that's not it's just not fucking normal meanwhile then then it starts airing and then when it airs, it's like, talk about whatever you want, but it's just like, you told me you knew from the beginning, and yeah, you're yeah, telling yeah. so-and-so. Right, then the fights you know, are happening, like, yeah. And it's just like, you, you can, everyone's human. It's just like, you're also, you don't know these, these people are strangers. Nick, it's almost like, are you saying that Wait the process Wait doesn't work? What? It's almost like... It doesn't work, and it's not a show about finding love. That's, That's so crazy. weird. Why would you jump so to those weird. conclusions, Jackie? That's a little aggressive. I know. I mean, speaking of horror movies, what Nick just described literally started giving me anxiety. <laughs> He's like, then you go on the show. Then you're filming. <laughs> then you get locked in a fucking safe house with someone you don't even know but you're engaged to. Like this, right. That's literally like my worst nightmare. Also, I think it's funny. He's 
obviously bringing up his own personal experience. So when he said Mm -hmm. that watching it back and then there, quote unquote, they're like, I thought you said you knew from the beginning, but that's not what's shown. That's obviously what happened with him and Vanessa because he said on the show or he said after the show that he knew that it was going to be Vanessa the whole time. But then, like, whether or not that's true, the show has to edit it in a way to show him having connections with other people. So, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, it's just like the perfect storm. I can't imagine being engaged to so like I if I'm a contestant on the show I, ju- I win I get engaged and then I have to watch all this back and watch my fiance confess their love for it and make out with all these other girls I wouldn't that's horrible which would you prefer being on the show let's say who's your favorite mm-hmm. person who would which bachelor season would you want to be on um, I feel like recently I've hated literally every single bachelor whatever let's just make it up pilot Pete I'm engaged to pilot Pete gross who who would you pick? Let's like, uh, oh Crystal. Who would I pick? Duh. Let's go on Crystal's this season. Okay, you and I. Okay, sure, the... Crystal. He's too old for me. I, okay, I mean, we really. This was just a hypothetical question. Okay, These... and I don't want to go to the farm. Okay, I know, I, I know. Like We've gone through this. This is okay. I'm just trying to ask you a hypothetical question, but we get so invested in it, given everything else. <laughs> All right, Pilot Pete, hypothetical. He's here. He's local in New York. It's <sighs> perfect. Okay, I was gonna ask. We're the final two. You were both in love. Okay. What do you think is actually the better choice? Getting engaged to the guy mm-hmm. you love or getting broken up with on TV and you get to be the bachelorette? Which would you truly, knowing that if you become the bachelorette, you do have to go through the heartbreak, though. It's not like you just get this, like, great bachelorette Yeah, I pick, I pick the heartbreak, though. Heartbreak to bachelorette, 100%. Well, it's easy when your bachelor's Pete. I feel like if it's someone you... <laughs> when I don't even want to be engaged to him. Okay, but let's just no, say... think about it. hypothetical your love world. of your life. Like, you yeah. love, oh, love... Oh, it's Tyler Cameron. Duh. It's Tyler Cameron. Okay. Love of my life. Um, and then you have I, to I'm think still... about him, like, banging me in the fantasy suite. And, like, you're a heartbroken. <laughs> right. I, I still think the better path is get broken up with, get that victim edit, become the lead. Just the opportunities that can come from that are so much greater than being... Tyler Cameron's fiance. Even though those would be great opportunities too. I'd be a bad lead. I don't know. I just, because I wouldn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I don't know. I, I don't, when people are interested in me, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. I'm not good at it. That, that would make for great TV though. I would watch. Yeah. Someone with an avoidant attachment style as the bachelorette. That would be gorgeous. I would fall in love with like everyone. I fall in love with everyone when I, when I like do interviews with people. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I get it. You'd be a good season two then, because then you'd be very conflicted with all these relationships. Right. Sometimes it's fun I know, to it's just fun. Like, think hypothetically. like, But then you got to go through the breakup. It's, it's stressful. I all still right. pick. So you would want to get engaged then? I don't and know. Just, like, you get the People magazine spread. That's it's a good thing. It's literally my husband. Like, like, I'm thinking, like, it's your husband. It's not like someone you're just going to easily get over. It's your husband. But your- it clearly wasn't because they picked someone else. Hmm. You know? Um. Anyway. Right. Let us know. We can, guys, let us yeah. know what you, how you would respond to this. Sound off in the comments below. Moving on. So our girl Katie, who I'm, I love Katie so much. She posted on Instagram the other day and it caught my eye. So oh, I took okay. a little screenshot and I'm going to read it to you. Okay. So she took a picture of the sky from her balcony and she said, this was taken a year ago from my balcony. Crazy to reflect on all that has happened in just 12 short months. Like to think about what this girl's been through in the past year. I know. Like, Crazy. Crazy. I was engaged at the time. To Blake! I left Washington to start a new life in San Diego. Quit my job. So much change has happened in the last year. I'm tired. Really tired. Never fully recovered from my experience. 
Lost a part of me that I continue to search for. Healing every day. These 12 months have felt the hardest. But I'm here and just want to thank you all for being with me through it all. Just a reminder to everyone that no matter where you are today, so much can change in one year. Good times are on the horizon. Aww. I'm so happy that she's getting back to a better place. But it is crazy that she's like still healing from everything that the past year has been. This girl's been through, like, the ringer. With the show, like, she was a contestant, then she was the lead, then she was engaged, then she had another high-profile relationship directly after it, then yeah. that fell apart. Like, that's a lot in one year. I know. Um, I, does anyone ever recover from this show? I genuinely don't know. I think the answer is no, they don't. Well, speaking of recovering and being in a happier place, our girl Claire got engaged. We just have to Yay. send her some love. It's not really creep worthy but we have to give you know our girl a shout out i was skimming through the comments and everyone from bachelor nation was congratulating her and i saw jason foster and he's Ooh. like congrats claire and i'm like could have been you jason it could have been, been. i know i know in another life all right yeah well moving on so uh, the question still remains in paradise is that Sally's actual suitcase? Is that her vibrator? We still don't know for absolute certain, but I do know that Sally would be better off with a sex toy from Dame Products versus whatever the hell that thing was coming out of her suitcase. Yes, absolutely. And to be honest, we all would be better off with a sex toy from Dame Products if we're just, you know, being real here. As you guys know, they are our absolute favorite sex toy company made for women, by women, and they now have a new entry-level vibrator for all of you guys who have never bought one before or you're nervous to get started get ready to jumpstart your journey today so meet dip dame's intuitive introductory vibrator whether dip is your first vibrator or just the toy that helps you rediscover what feels good it's designed to be unintimidating and to encourage pleasure exploration without any shame and at only $45, Dip is widely accessible with exceptional performance. Plus, if you use code She's All Back, you can get additional savings of 15% off, so you're welcome. It has one button control and five intensity settings. Dip is an easy entry-level vibrator. It can be used both internally and externally, hey, allowing Whoa. you to explore what feels good. And Dip is waterproof, has medical grade silicone, and it is whisper quiet. So you don't have to worry about anyone overhearing what's going on over there. <laughs> so if you have been dying to explore what Dame has to offer, we strongly encourage you guys to go to dameproducts.com and use code She's All Batch for 15% off. And check out Dip. Sally, if you're listening, girl, let us know. We want to send you one. Hell yeah. That's D A M E products.com, code She's All Batch for 15% off site wide. Go stock up. I feel like you're always the one diving and I'm always the one rating, but I'm going to switch it up and I'm going to dive this time and you give me a rating. But I'm a better diver than you, I think. Okay, well, first off, you've never seen me dive, okay, so you don't know. Okay, dive. All right. Five, six, seven, eight. Um, 8.3. Okay, that was really good. And you said that you were a better diver than me. I think I've gotten that's like a nine good point rating. sixes. I'm, I'm like always in the top nine. As someone who's giving out the ratings, I don't know if I've ever given out a 9.6. You know what? But... Roll back the clip. Because <laughs> Roll I'm back pretty the sure, I'm pretty sure I've gotten really, really good scores. I feel like I've been giving average scores, like five sixes. No, that's you. when you're rating the, sh the, the episodes. Episode. When you're rating my dives, you're, you've been really nice. Well, we'll... We'll go back to the log and see what I said historically. In terms of what you rate these episodes, so we have Monday night and Tuesday night. What would you rate Monday night's episode? Monday night, negative seven. Yeah. And um, Tuesday, four. Okay, I'm going to say- I'm Better gonna, than that. I'm going to give you Monday night, negative seven. I'll actually agree with you there. Tuesday night, 
I feel like they woke up a little bit. I'm going to give it a seven. Like, I thought it was pretty good. And I think there's a lot Whoa. to actually talk about. Whereas Monday night, I feel like we're going to be beating a dead horse with what we need to talk about. So let's get into the takeaways from Monday night. The takeaways from Monday night were, why is this the Ashley and Jared show? I didn't need to see that. I don't need to see a full-on married couple going on dates. I don't care if they have sex or if they don't have sex. They clearly have a child, so they've clearly done it before. I just don't understand why this is what they think we want to see. Yeah, it's almost like they're like trolling us or something because they have to know that this is not what we want. The reaction on social media, like I didn't see really anyone say that they liked seeing that. And that's not to say we obviously like Ashley and Jared. We fucking road tripped to Jared's coffee shop. But I don't need, like they took up, I think... Uh, Bachelor data said it was like 25% of the episode of just them. That's insane. They had the most screen time out of every single contestant. That's insane. Once they were put in the intro, it's never really been done before, right? Where like people who aren't really contestants on the show, like they're not dating anyone, are put into the intro. Besides like the host and the bartender, like people come on for little dates, but it's not like a, a whole thing. Right. This just goes to show that they very much are producer favorites. They are having fun with this. So they were in Monday night's intro. So Everyone's like, okay, I guess they're freaking staying. But then on Tuesday mm-hmm. night, they were in the intro again, and they had an updated version. Oh, I missed the intro on Monday, so I didn't realize it was updated because my TV spazzed yeah, out. Yeah, Monday night, they are like, peering over out of a tree, and someone throws a baby yeah. at them. I guess that's supposed to be Dawson, Dimitri, Brady, Haven, but that clearly... Like, excuse you guys, yeah, just respect. Seriously. And then Tuesday night, Jared is pushing a stroller in the sand while Ashley's checking her makeup. Oh, right, right, right. So, like... Yeah. They're clearly buddy-buddy with producers. Well, they're full-blown freaking producers themselves. Like, I don't want to jump around and we can get into it later, but the fact that there are scenes that are literally just Ashley and Jared talking about Sally and pushing this whole narrative Mm -hmm. of the fucking suitcase, it's just like they're... I really do believe that they're there to push storylines along. And we literally saw it on Tuesday night's episode. So then people on the beach don't know about Ashley and Jared, which how is that even possible at this point? They literally return for every single season and you get an update on them. But that doesn't stop Wells from doing a dramatic reading of the saga of Jared and Ashley. What I found interesting is that he conveniently skips over the Kayla Quinn from season three, Mm -hmm. and the Kevin Went from Winter Games. Two very important people in their love story, which obviously mentioning them, though, paints the fact that the love story wasn't so picture perfect, so they just leave those parts out. It's totally revisionist history, yeah. He literally jumps from season two to season five when they got engaged. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. There's a fuck ton of stuff that happened in between then. Yeah. I genuinely would not even call them a paradise success couple and I guess I just keep going back to like why do they want us to believe that so badly is it just to prove that this shitty process works right because they're conveniently changing the story like we all we all know the truth we watched it in real time but they are pretending like Ashley and Jared fell in love on that beach why what 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 is the benefit I think the benefit is they get to walk around and pretend like this process works and then they have two people who are so deep in producers back pockets that they can get them to do literally anything like Mm. with Jared's saying 
uh, let's make a baby in paradise. Like, you know, that's a wild line. That's not something he really said. Like, he's saying it so then they can, like, put it over in, like, yeah. a promo. You really think that they're not trying to have a baby in paradise. I'm sorry. I don't believe that for a second. Ashley's fart footage. Then Ashley's, like, peeing in the ocean. Were they testing them out for a potential spinoff? That could be possible. I think that's really only the lo- the only logical explanation. And remember when we had talked to Jared at Audrey's, he had said that there was conversations about Ashley and Lauren being in conversations for a spinoff, which is why Lauren was even on the show to begin with, too. So that would make sense to me. Like, they're trying they're trying to show, like, their quirky little antics. Ashley peeing in the ocean, which was, like, the wrong way to pee in the ocean, by the way. I found that, like, so gross. What's the right way? To actually go into the ocean and not, like, she was sitting oh. on the sand. The waves are, like, s- crashing. The littlest bit of ocean is, like, getting on her legs. And she's just, like, more or less peeing into the sand and into her bathing suit mm. versus going fully into the ocean, being submerged, peeing, but then when you stay in the ocean for a little longer, the ocean cleans your bathing suit. I've just like never heard of anyone peeing in the ocean that way. That was that was bizarre. Good call. It was kind of giving me newlywed vibes. Did you please tell me you watch newlyweds? No. Oh. Which one? Which one? Jessica Simpson yes. and the newlyweds. Like the most yeah, iconic I've... couple ever. <laughs> They're not the most iconic couple ever. But um, I watched a few episodes. I don't remember it, though. Oh, my God. The greatest show of all time. The greatest couple of all time. R.I.P. Jessica and Nick. But just... Ashley's quirky antics and Jared like begrudgingly putting up with them because he loves her and she's so pretty and cute but she's a little ditzy like it just very much felt like the same vibe that I wonder yeah I was getting the vibe that were they testing the waters I think this test failed failed (laughs) very much yeah I don't I hope they don't get a spinoff show. No offense, Ashley and Jared. We do like them, but I, I enough think is enough. they have to know that they have to be idiots to not realize that they weren't very much welcomed by viewers. They Ashley actually commented on Bachelor Data's one of her videos that talked about their screen time, and I, the mm-hmm. comments are you know, not very nice. And right. Ashley commented and said, don't worry, guys, we'll be gone by Monday. So they they know that it was too much. And what sucks is like, it's not Ashley and Jared's fault. No one, like ABC is the one putting them in 25% of the episode, which is ridiculous. Yeah, if I was in Ashley and Jared's position, I would do the same thing too. So hi guys, um, it is Jackie from the future, your favorite gal pal. Since we recorded this, Ashley and Jared did actually speak about this whole situation and kind of acknowledge how unhappy people were. They went on the Almost Famous podcast, which is obviously hosted by Ashley and the artist formerly known as Fotspot, and Jared was on as well. And they basically, you know, said the things that you know, we're all kind of saying like, I don't like they don't feel the need to apologize. Obviously, it's not their decision. But like, you know, there's still a lot of episodes. I would like to note, though, they keep saying like, oh, well, there's still a lot of other episodes. But I think that's kind of the point, right? It's like we didn't need you to add six more episodes if this was going to be one of the episodes. Like, come on, we, we all have lives and you're already taking up like four hours of our week, Bachelor Nation. But I digress. This is what they said. We did get the most amount of airtime in that episode, which is crazy, but I'm not going to be apologetic about it i mean first of all it's not our decision secondly you know we like guys there's 16 episodes like 16 episodes they had to be creative they wanted to come up with something different they tried it with us and apparently they're not going to do it again (laughs) in the grand scheme of things i mean we're barely on this season because we leave very soon and when we leave there's still 
10 episodes? Yeah. I don't even know. We're, yeah. we're not even yeah. close to halfway through yet. And let's be clear. We didn't steal a date from anyone. That was our date. They they are the Bachelor producers. They're able to give yeah. as many date cards and create as many date moments as they want. We didn't steal anyone's date. All of this, even in Tuesday night's episode, just felt so fake and contrived to me. And I'm just like, you remember when John Paul Jones said to Derek, don't insult my intelligence, Derek? Mm -hmm. I feel like they are insulting our intelligence with these episodes. All the Sally stuff that they're trying to push that we clearly see right through and like, maybe let's get to that. This is jumping too, but on Tuesday night with Kira coming in to like shoot her shot with, uh, I call him Smith Jared because he looks like Smith Jared from Mm -hmm. Sex and the City. Um... Jacob. Truly only for no other reason other than like Kira's trying to get her next 15 minutes on the show. Go off, girl. I would too if I was just sitting in the hotel in Mexico. But they know that Kira has issues with Jill. All of that is manufactured just to get a reaction out of Jill for to fill 15 minutes of this show and then move on. Like in no world was Kira interested really in getting Smith Jared back and Smith Jared in no way was interested in getting back with Kira. But it's all this fake shit of these little things to try to get reactions out of different people. But it's like, do you think I'm dumb? Do you think I really think that Kira was like genuinely trying to reconnect with Smith Jared? Like, no. The producers told her to go in and stir some shit up to get a reaction from Jill. Like, well, that's yeah. what it was. But Kira left the first episode. So she's been sitting in her hotel room this entire time. Because you know she didn't go mm-hmm. home. They didn't fly right. you home yeah. and fly you back. After the Sally saga, they're never going to fly people haphazardly <laughs> ever again. So she's yeah. just been sitting in her hotel room until they're like, hey, we got an idea. Come back out. At the perfect right. time. Exactly. Right when Jill gets exactly. back on her date with Jacob. It's like the perfect storm. Kira, like, rubbed me the wrong way with this, though. Because she says Jacob feels like home to her and she like wanted to give it another shot he basically shuts her down and says you know i'm mm-hmm. with jill she runs into romeo on the beach and just like completely jumps ship and then is all in on romeo she asks him to leave the beach and oh my god this is the longest that anyone has not talked ever he yeah, did not yeah, yeah. answer for a solid 15 minutes and she was still so happy to leave with him i wanted him to say no like i, I for my entertainment i wanted him to wait and then be like yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure what Kira's endgame was with that, other than to just, like, be able to leave with some sort of a win. I don't know. Because in Romeo's case, though, obviously he took way too long to... I think this might not be the last we see of Romeo. They were kind of painting it to be, like, that he really did not like his decision and maybe he would come back. But he must know, after this rose ceremony, if he doesn't go with Kira, like, he He's was going, going home. home anyway. He didn't okay. have a connection. What about this, though? She comes on the beach, tries to get Jacob. Jacob doesn't bite, so she goes to Romeo. Mm-hmm. But if Jacob did bite, she would then be in the rose ceremony and she can give him a rose. So why couldn't she just stay and give Romeo the rose and they could stay on the beach? Maybe that's what Kira was trying to do at the end of the day. And was like, oh shit, Romeo's over here. I got rejected by Jacob. Yeah, but then she tried this with Romeo. But then the producers were like, no, no. Kira, that's not how this game works. Like, you need to go. No, I I don't know. I feel like they should have had her stay because if she's going to ruffle Jill's feathers, then she should continue ruffling them. No, I totally agree. I think it would have been better. It is funny though. It's like, you can come on the beach for Jacob and you can stay if Jacob wants you but if Romeo wants you you have to leave just weird well because probably they know like with the Jacob stuff they're gonna get more Jill freaking out content and they know now Jill's over Romeo so Kira and Romeo off in the corner maybe doesn't do as much for them I don't know yeah but I agree I think it would have been interesting if they stayed yeah and Kira was a little bit revisionist history too because she's like 
you yeah. know, Romeo and I just dated other people, and it just took that for us to reconnect. It's like, girl, you literally just, like, stumbled into him on the beach after getting rejected by Smith Jared. You didn't actually reconnect with him. And he doesn't want to be with you. He literally is Right, no, like, Romeo because, like, had a rose, and he gave it to Jill. Like, period. That's what it was. Oh. I don't know. So that's what, but that's what I mean, where it's just, like, we can sit here and, and go play-by-play play of exactly how this went, and that's not how they're presenting it like they expect me to be shocked and surprised that Kira is coming back like yeah no shit I wasn't shocked and so surprised but I was like eh, here we go like it's like I wasn't yeah. I didn't see it coming so I appreciate the nice little surprise but obviously we can't have this podcast and then like be manipulated by that so we know what's happening behind the scenes but I wasn't expecting it so I was very much here for Kira shooting her shot because it was a nice break yeah. from the Genevieve, Justin, Aaron, weird love triangle that isn't even really a love triangle because Genevieve doesn't actually like Justin. On Monday night, it's someone else. It's Justin's birthday now. It's someone's birthday every fucking episode. It's someone's birthday How all the time. How is that like yeah. even possible? They just have a lot of, what, what, what month did they film this in July? They have a lot of Leo energy in Bachelor Nation. I guess so. so or some, wait, what is it? It's Cancer and then Leo in July. Cancers are very emotional. That's probably why, because they're getting the drama. Oh, or everyone's just lying. Or that. Or they're just <laughs> yeah. Lace that lied. She's really a November yeah. 3rd birthday, which we will celebrate. Mm-hmm. So Genevieve goes on the date with Erin. She realizes, oh, she doesn't actually like Justin anymore because he, he kissed her less than three times, and that is not okay. But then it's Justin's birthday, so she kisses him, and then Erin watches. Even though she has mad, mad chemistry with Erin. <laughs> mad. Those are big <laughs> facts. Um, I kind of liked, though, that Erin called out the fact that it's, like, weird the way Justin kind of, like manipulated Genevieve into kissing him. He's like, oh, you're not going to give me a kiss on my birthday. It just felt very, like, creepy boy at club vibes. Totally. Did you not get those vibes? Totally. Yeah, and I, lo- I love that Aaron, like, called out. He's like, dude, that's weird that he, like, said it like that as a way to get you to kiss him. I don't know. Is Aaron, like, a mature king? I was loving him on Monday night. I was like, oh, he really cares about Genevieve. He's handling this so nicely and so maturely and so sweet. Who knew? Yeah, it was really odd. Even Genevieve herself was shocked. She tweeted that she did not expect to see that side of him. Yeah. He must really like her, I guess. I'm here for it. I kind of like them together. The one other thing about Genevieve and Justin is that they are, honestly, their personalities are so toxic together. They, like, remind me of that couple. You know that skit from Dane Cook that... There's always that couple that loves to hate each other and they're they're together for so long but they fight over absolutely everything. Like I feel like if they stayed together they would just destroy each other. They are just not combat- compatible. So I support yeah. Genevieve. Well just like she's like you kissed me less than 3 times. It was something like that. She like counted and he goes, "Oh, so you're counting kisses now?" And when he said that, I was like I kind of laughed like, "Oh, that is funny. Like she did literally kiss. She did literally count them." But instead, she's like, are you kidding me? And, like, immediately goes on the defensive and wants to fight with him. And Well, that's Genevieve's personality, yeah. I feel like, with everyone. And But I think, like, when you are in a situation with someone like Aaron who doesn't bite and, like, de-escalates the situation, it, it kind of works. Versus, you're right, Justin is totally, like, willing to go head-to-head with her. And with such a strong personality like Genevieve's, like, that, that doesn't work. You're so right. So toxic. Genevieve needs a calm king like Aaron. Who knew? Oh, he was a calm yeah. King? I mean, Aaron is like the <laughs> Those are big facts. Of a calm king. But they do have mad, mad chemistry. Mad, mad. I know. You know? Makes me wonder, though, when Shanae said mm-hmm. at the, what was it, Men Tell All, Women Tell All, Where did this that come Genevieve from? Yeah. hooked up with Aaron, and then all of a sudden they go on one date in paradise, and now they're lovey dovey. Really makes you think, you know? It does make me think. 
All right, let's talk about Sally because there's a lot to unpack here, literally, out of Sally's suitcase. On Monday night's episode, Sally's suitcase is in the intro again, but this time it has a question mark. So I'm very, I'm paying a lot of attention to the intros because they always leave little Easter eggs. So we see Sally's suitcase dressed up in a bikini like we did the previous week, and then it's Sally question mark. So I'm like, ooh, what does this mean? She doesn't come Monday night, but she shows up mm-hmm. on the beach Tuesday night. I'm really trying to put the pieces together of what the real story is here. And but I'm having she's, trouble. Because she's like... Because I think she's not telling the whole truth. Obviously, we know the show's not telling the whole truth. And I think there's a whole big chunk in the middle there that is just totally edited out. Even just like little things. I, I wrote this down when Sally said it at one point. She... Which... I'm not sure even what this was in response to because it's so choppy. She goes, a lot of other people are here for the wrong reasons, except they just don't say it. Like, I'm here for my business. And that's that was cut into a whole mosh and jumble of all this stuff between Genevieve and Shanae and bringing up her ex. So I'm really trying to figure out what is the real story, but I'm having a very hard time. And they're deliberately making it hard. I also think it's weird that she, we've pretty much figured out for the most part, that that's not her suitcase, that's not her vibrator, this was all right. a stupid staged thing. But she walks in and she's like, yeah, my suitcase got here without me. And she's feeding that storyline. So I was kind of thinking, is her real suitcase there? And they told her that. I mean, I think that. it could be. I think, I think that's it could what be, it is. right? Like, because we do know for a fact that, like, she was at the airport and didn't get on the plane. Yeah. So I do think there is a suitcase somewhere that is Sally's. Right. I just think the one that was, like opened up and, and thrown all over the place wasn't hers. Right. But in her mind, her suitcase is in Mexico yeah, somewhere. Yeah, but I think they're yeah. telling her, like, your suitcase is here. Go talk to Jesse about it when you walk in. She says it. Right. It further establishes the storyline that isn't true. But she's thinking right. she's talking about her real suitcase. But in fact, she's talking about the fake suitcase. But she doesn't know the fake suitcase is even there. Because she, when she ends up leaving, when she self-eliminates, she doesn't take the suitcase home. Right. She probably doesn't know all of this until suitcase stuff went down until literally it started airing. Sally's suitcase is the modern day scallop fingers. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Because she doesn't know she's fulfilling this storyline. Like when Kristen would walk around eating scallops and she's like, oh, I love scallops because they were feeding the storyline. She didn't realize that by doing that, she was helping the story go along. So Sally talking about how her bags made made it there, but not her. She doesn't know that they're duping her. I cannot wait to talk to Sally. I know. I'm just trying to figure out like, why do you think she didn't get on the plane? She says it's because of work. They say it's because of an ex. Or is there a third reason that she just has a general distrust for production? Because this all happened last time too. And something I forgot about, but the internet so kindly reminded me is obviously we know what Sally's role was on Clayton season. But then at the Women Tell All, Sally was not only there, she literally had a hot seat and they cut out every single shot of her. They cut her hot seat. It wasn't there. Cut any shot of her face. The only reason people know she was there is because people were literally there. And when they would do a back shot of all the girls' backs, you see another blonde girl sitting there. And it's like, oh, that's Sally. But they never acknowledge that she's there. She doesn't get like a, hi, I'm Sally. So I'm like, what are we not being told? And that's after Clayton's season. And she did the same type of shit. Then this And then she's very reluctant to go to paradise. We don't know why. But this X thing, it's clearly something she's very sensitive to. Was clearly a seed that was planted with Genevieve and Shanae to bring up to get that reaction out of her. Well, when she was getting basically bullied off the beach by Genevieve and Shanae, Mm -hmm. she said, and this is why I didn't want to come. This is why I didn't get on the plane. So I think you're saying, was she kind of anticipating the producer manipulation? I think it's probably mostly that. Then a little bit... 
the X and then 0% work. I don't think she had like a big project due on Wednesday and couldn't get on yeah, the I mean, flight. well, I don't know what her job is. Like maybe it's... I mean, plot I twist, the X, she works with the X. You guys yeah. like, you're never going to get over him then. That's why you keep going back to this guy because you see him every day in the conference room. You guys yeah, are like hanging yeah, out at the water cooler, giving flirty eyes to each other. I know, Sally girl, it is time for a new job, job I think. <laughs> maybe send some resumes out now that you're home. And you don't have that paradise money because you only lasted one day. Because she was very much, I mean, she has a lot of respect for her ex, but saying she didn't even want him mentioned. She has so much respect for him. She had to like run it by him before she went to paradise. Like, girl, this guy's got a hold on you. Is he your ex or not? Well, maybe they still have a thing, but she still wanted to. I mean, she flat out said, I'm here for my business. And and she said a lot of other people are here for the wrong reasons, too. They just don't say it. So I thought she meant my business, like my business. Like in life. Well, yeah, what's like business? My. I know what you're trying to say. Like like my, my business, like my relationship business. That's like my, what I thought she meant, so I don't know. But a lot of it's really messy. Like even, like we saw Sally on screen for maybe like five minutes. And all of it, a lot of it is like, choppy and then there's camera angles of like the cameraman like running that are clearly not like set they're just trying to follow something so this wasn't really intentionally filmed i guess my, my question to you is like what do you think the real story is here i don't even know if i know the full story <laughs> like well no one does but that's that's what i'm saying like the show the, the the machine is saying one thing that we know is definitely not true but there are parts of it that are true because we know she was at the airport and she left sally is saying a whole other thing that seems fishy and feels like half-truths. Genevieve and Sinead were saying another thing. And so then it all spirals into what was those weird moments we saw where Sally walks in and immediately walks out and is saying things like, other people come here for the wrong reasons. This is what I was afraid of. And I'm just like, what were you so afraid of? I do think it's funny that Genevieve and Sinead, the new besties, are now yeah. the wrong reasons police all of a sudden, taking that, that role away from Aaron. And they corner her <laughs> and they're like, so did you talk to your ex right before you left? Did you, Genevieve? Like, why did... Just leave the girl alone. It, it came off very... Yeah, but you don't think Genevieve was told to say that? Sure, but I still think they yeah. came off like mean girls to her. Just like, no, they leave were. her alone. And if if Sally was to go out with Justin, which I think had they maybe left her alone, that seemed like that would have happened. Why do you even mm -hmm. care anymore, Genevieve? She, like, didn't want... Because she was afraid it was going to happen. She just didn't want to see, see it. See, I'm seeing it totally differently. I think they just told Genevieve to go bully Sally. And she was like, okay. Like, I think there's a reason why Genevieve is getting as much screen time as she has been considering that she wasn't a huge character on Clayton season. And all of a sudden, it's literally Genevieve is the star of the show. I think she's showing that she's, like, very agreeable. Yeah. You know? she. Rem I said this last week. I think she's a modern-day Ashley I. And clearly, yes, they yes, love yes, yes. Ashley I because they're bringing right. her back. Like, Genevieve, you're so right. It's the perfect storm of, like, can be manipulated and, can and does emotionally overreact to things and gets all, like, really upset and gives them that, but also seems like she's willing to, like throw a line in there if they ask her to say something in her like ITMs or hey go bully Sally for a second she's like okay hey go open Sally's suitcase or open this suitcase and pretend it's Sally she's like okay so I don't know we will never know I guess we'll never know I guess we until won't. we talk to Sally another thing worth mentioning is Pizza Peter because he came on the Ugh. beach and just did not want to do any damage control from his season I guess because I feel like he made himself look even worse. He takes Br oh, yeah. he takes Brittany out on a date. They go on a yacht. What I thought, because we we can tell in her little voiceovers that she doesn't want to be there, but he doesn't know that then. What mm -hmm. do you do when you're on a yacht date 
and you want to end it. Had she said, I, I'm, I actually want to end this early, do they send like a lifeboat to her and she can row away? Or do you just have to roll out the rest of the day? Because they didn't come home till it was dark out. I mean, I think you said the answer. I think you have to roll out the rest of That's the date horrifying. and just like suffer through. Yeah. So don't get a boat date on Bachelor in Paradise because you never know. Um, I, I don't know though. With both of them, I just like could not think of two people that seemed more mismatched for each other and just like two people I could care less about than seeing them on this yacht together. Yeah. You know, it was just such a mismatch. He reminded me of guys that I used to really not like when I would be out at the bars during my single years. I tweeted something that's gotten a lot of attention on Twitter. And I said, Peter's the type of guy who buys you a drink at a bar and then makes you feel guilty for not going home with him. A hundred percent. That has happened to me so many times because like I would always take free drinks and I would never go home with the guy. But of course he is like the epitome, like how quickly he turned that there must be something Mm -hmm. wrong with Britney because she doesn't like him. Right. Instead of just like, maybe she doesn't like you. No, that can't possibly be He's like, that couldn't possibly be be that. She must be a clout-chasing influencer and he just doesn't have enough followers for her. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely ridiculous. Then they get back to the beach. They split up like a girls group and a guys group. Yeah. And it reminded me of like Greece and like, you know, when like the guys and the girls Mm -hmm. are telling their... I know the reference, believe me. I was in Greece, the musical. Well, who were you? Very familiar. Patty Simcox. Who's that? The cheerleader who is like very fucking annoying. She's like on the student council. She's the one going up to the pink ladies and like, hi guys. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be Rizzo, but I didn't get it. Yeah, Rizzo's the best. The tea. I, yeah, don't remind me. There are My trauma is coming back. I could do. You would rock that. Thank you. Tell my high school <laughs> drama director person. Yeah, I don't know. I wrote down for all the dates, like like Pizza Peter and Brittany, uh, Smith, Jared, and Jill. Like, I just don't care about them. And that's why I think I was getting so bored with this episode. It's just like we spent so much time on these dates and relationships that I'm, I'm not invested in. Oh, well, I'm sick of like the weird tantric sex dates. I was not Right, like watching. I don't need to see them making weird noises and howling and um, yeah. One date that stood out, uh, Serene and Brandon, you can't convince me that these two did not meet prior to this. This is insane. It's great. They're still a beautiful, lovely couple, but they for mm-hmm. sure had something prior. This is I mean, unless Brandon is like this hopeless romantic. I feel like we talked about we this. Did, just though. Not with yeah, microphones on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, we were ta- we were texting about this that I wouldn't be surprised if they actually maybe hadn't met before because I feel like Brandon fell for Michelle with the same level of like sincerity and deepness and intensity and then all, and now he's so quickly falling for Serene in the same way. I could see him just having like a hopeless romantic streak in him. Like I think Brandon falls hard every single time Clearly. he falls for someone. Yeah. I mean, clearly from what we've seen. I mean, I like them. I think they're really sweet and cute. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know. It could be one or the other, that they previously were interested in each other, or Brandon's a little bit of a lovesick teenage boy. I don't know. Next week, they kick off that twist that we've been seeing, that the girls actually get sent away, and then the guys stay, and they get new mm-hmm. girls on the beach, which I thought, if I were a part of, like, the V Squad, I would be so pissed. I couldn't, at first glance, couldn't even recognize 90% yeah, of the Yeah, I recognize, oh, Jasenia, but that's just because I was just talking about her. I, you know what's interesting about Jasenia is I was messaging her to get on the podcast, and she was responding, and then all of a sudden she was like, um, sorry, I'm not doing any interviews right now. And it was like right at the time they were filming Paradise. All right. Well, I need to dry off because... I know. My fingers are getting pruney from being in this pool. Okay. I'll see you next week in the pool.
This next segment is brought to you by Everlywell. Everlywell is a consumer-initiated at-home lab test company that connects people with accessible, innovative, and insightful at-home lab results. Everlywell believes that everyone should have agency over their health with access to lab results that they want with no surprise medical bills. That's why they offer 30 plus at home lab tests, including food sensitivity tests, women's health tests, sleep and stress tests, metabolism tests, so you can get the results that your body can count on and take action on your health and wellness where you are today. And now they also offer vitamins and supplements to help support you every step of the way. Yes, you guys know that I have done Everlywell tests in the past and I've told you guys about it. I have done their metabolism tests and then most recently I did the food sensitivity test, which was really insightful and really interesting to find out what is going on and how I'm reacting to different foods. And it was so easy to do. So basically you do a simple and easy sample collection in the comfort of your own home and then you use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab. And then in just a few days, you'll get your physician reviewed results onto your phone or your computer. And once you get those results, you can share that with your primary care physician and they can help guide you on next steps depending on what you find out. And if you've ordered vitamins and supplements, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. So it's super easy, guys. There's no better time to take better care of your health. And over 1 million people have trusted Everlywell to support their health and wellness goals. And you should too. And for listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test of your choosing if you go to everlywell.com slash she's all batch. E-V-E-R-L-Y-W-E-L-L dot com slash she's all batch. Get 20% off the at-home lab test of your choosing. Everlywell.com slash she's all batch. So we are going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories and beating Bachelor Nation in the wild. And we read about it on air. Fun fact, the two Bachelor encounters this week are about Nick and his book. Oh, okay. That is a fun fact. Very fun. So fun. And factual. Anonymous Bachelor encounter here. I know you guys aren't big Nick Vial fans, but hear me out. Okay. First of all, who said that? I never said we, that. We said that. Are you kidding? I've never, I never said I am not a fan of Nick Vial. We make uh, fun of him literally every single episode and say he mansplains and we don't want to listen to his podcast. Is that a making fun of or is that stating a fact? Doing his voice? Like that is making fun of. It is factual, but it is making fun I, of. I want to go on the record and say I am a fan of Nick. I question some of the things he says sometimes, but I think he's a nice gentleman. Anywho, I went to his book signing in New York City and he was so nice, I was actually starstruck. First, the event organizers told me that he could only sign one book per person, which I felt was BS. As soon as I approached him, I told him it would make my sister so happy to have a signed copy and he didn't even hesitate to consider it. He made sure to sign both with our correct names and spellings. That's nice. While chatting, Nick noticed that one of my book copies had a sticky note about 40 pages in, and he seems really happy to see that fans are already reading. He asked my thoughts, so I told him that I'm a single girl of the family, and it's already really helpful. But I also mentioned that I got my sister into the podcast and book despite being happily married, yet still enjoying his advice. This made him smile, and he said that he was very happy to hear that even taken people can find value in it. I also want to note that after taking a photo with him, he asked if the bookstore staff could try to hold the photo button down for fans so they had a bunch of pics to choose from after walking off since they only got a minute with him, which I thought was nice. A couple of girls I was in line with all agreed he was so nice and they were also smitten and had to get a drink after to decompress. (laughs) Wow. Whoa. That is a glowing review of Nick. A glowing review. And Nick's really, Nick's smart. I mean, yeah, he's not going to be an asshole when you're on his fucking buying his book so i'm glad that he was nice to these girls and turning on the charm 
It really does make a difference. I feel like if you're ever in a situation where you're like at a book signing or a something and you meet someone that you're buying one of their things and if they're nice and they take the time to like listen to you, like you you really walk away feeling special and that's good business. Like I think Nick just knows that. Yeah. The next one is about Nick as well. This is actually from Jennifer who we gave the birthday shout out to last week. So she said, I have a bachelor encounter from a few minutes ago. It's my birthday, and my brother lives in the city near where Nick is doing a reading tonight. My brother got in touch with his publicist, and they immediately answered him and said Nick could FaceTime me for my birthday. Oh, They're really doing whatever they need to get. Are you going to buy they a They really got to sell those books. <laughs> they got to get on the bestseller list. He could not have been kinder. We had a very nice conversation on FaceTime. He was genuinely so nice. Then my brother ran into Riley, who wished me a happy birthday. And Greg! Exclamation point. Wait, they're just Whoa. at Nick's event. He wished me a happy birthday, and I told him I wanted him and Andrew to be co-bachelors. He laughed and said, Andrew's on Paradise. We know, Greg. I said, I know. I'm currently watching it. We shared some spoilers because I read them, and he could not have been nicer. All in all, I had the greatest birthday. The three of them were so incredibly nice and genuine, each spending a few minutes on the phone with me. Nick also signed a copy of his book for me. Pictures attached. That is one big fat birthday surprise if I ever seen one. Seriously, what a great birthday. You'll never recover from this one. Yeah. I don't have anything to say other than just like, that's nice. And clearly Nick knows he needs to sell some books. He's behind. Okay. All right. Well, those are all the Bachelor Encounters we have this week. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at She's All Batch and we may read it next week. You never know. This segment is brought to you by BetterHelp. We could all use someone to talk to during stressful times. And so whether you're dealing with issues at work, relationship problems, or you're just feeling like you need to vent to someone, BetterHelp is available and it is way easier than you guys would think to get started. So BetterHelp.com will help you get matched with a professional, affordable, and discreet therapist. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues, including depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, and so much more. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect in an in-office therapist, but with the ability to communicate when and however you want. Yeah, so you can message your therapist at any time from anywhere, and you also get to schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you and can connect from any mobile device or computer. So talk to your therapist however makes you feel most comfortable, text, chat, phone, or video. If you feel like you could benefit from talking to a therapist, we strongly suggest you guys check out betterhelp.com. And She's All Batch listeners can get 10% off their first whole month of services by going to betterhelp.com slash she's all batch. That's betterhel dot com slash she's all batch and start feeling better today. All right, guys, we have OG fan favorite Michael Stagliano here. You remember him from Jillian Harris's season of The Bachelorette, and you may have seen him a time or two on a little show called Bachelor Pad back in the olden days. Thank you, Michael, for coming on She's All Batch. I'm so pumped to talk to you. You're welcome. I'm glad I'm glad to hear you say that. I was just talking to you about this. I, I you know, when you reach out on Instagram to do the interview, my first thought was like, none of your fans are going to know who I am. So like, am I going to have to spend the first, I don't know, 10 minutes explaining like, you know, this was back in from the bachelor pad days back in the mm-hmm. early nineties. And right. uh, the season of the show that I was on, I don't know if you know this, Stephanie, Jillian's season mm-hmm. was think about the sentence was the first time the show aired in HD. Oh my God. Really think about that. Wow. It's like, so I, yeah, I'm like a dinosaur in the franchise. So again, when I got your message, I was like, (laughs) I'll do it, but I don't know 
anyway, I no, am. No, I also love that. Well, I'm I'm so excited to talk with you. I I will say that our listeners are a good mix. We definitely have our fair share of like the newbies that don't mm-hmm. know their history. I mm-hmm. you know put my nose up to them because I think you guys got to brush up mm-hmm. on your bachelor history. Because have- there's some good. I will admit there was some good TV. Back then. Back then. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to get into because we'll get into a lot of things. But um, in your opinion, ha- so you haven't kept up with the franchise? When was the last season I- you watched? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't even know. Maybe wow. Emily Maynard is a, uh, I remember that person. She w- But she was what, like three or four years out? I don't even know. I. She's the last season I think I watched because for a while, for like maybe four or five seasons I blogged for ABC. Oh, wow. Uh, so I, you know, they paid me, so I had to watch the show. Right. And then then I stopped, and so I don't even know how long ago that was. Okay. But, you know, like, my wife still watches occasionally, so I'll still, I'm vaguely familiar with, like, I, for example, I think this season there's two girls this time, right? <laughs> Bless your heart. That season ended. Oh, uh, crap. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but, so, like, I, I hear of right. some things, and yeah. I've met a few people from the show, because, you know, it's all, I live in L.A., and it's kind of a fraternity of, of right. people. But, yeah, but I haven't watched in a long time. Okay, but your wife keeps up. Correct. Did she watch you on the show? Yeah. Did she have a crush on you? Um. Yes, but not like, uh, oh, gosh, how do I say this? Um, in the three, three or four years that, you know, I was in the show, I definitely met fans who were fans, you know, you know what I mean? Mm. Who were like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And Emily was not that at all. But she watched the show and I met her at I don't, you probably don't know this, but um, I was a singer songwriter after the I had like a music career for um, like two and a half years because of the show. And I met my wife at one of my shows oh, wow. and I'll truncate the story down. But she it was a sea of pretty drunk women who were very like, you know, uh, going nuts. And Emily was not that at all. And she just tapped me on the shoulder and was like, Hey, when this is all over, would you just want to like go hang out and and get a drink? And I was like, yep. And that was the 16th show on my tour. And the previous 15 shows, I had never done that with any other girl from any of the other shows. And you know, I had plenty of girls say like, Hey, do you want to meet up later? Yeah. And I was just like, (laughs) no, I want to, I want to go to bed. I'm so tired. But Mm. just something about her was so yeah not a huge fan but had watched the show obviously and but like that first night we didn't even talk she wasn't like what was it like and you know yeah yeah, we just got to know each other really well so so yes so cool so yes she watched though well that that's awesome and like that's a good tip for those listening i mean don't be a fangirl that's not attractive well well it depends on your desired outcome right like if you want to get like i had plenty of really great interactions with huge fans that were like, can we get a picture? And can we Mm -hmm. ask you questions about the show? And like, I love that, but I, you know, that wasn't good. So if you're a fan of the guy or girl that you're want to meet and you want to marry them, you know, then you shouldn't be like, Hey, can you sign this? You know, but if, so again, desired outcome should probably dictate how you handle. Right. Okay. Think it through. Think it through. Think it through. Okay. So you started on Jillian's season. Mm-hmm. Jake was the one that they pulled out to be the bachelor from that season. Uh-huh. Why didn't they choose you? Were you asked to be the bachelor? 
Um, not after Jillian's season. I think I was in the running. Like I, you get pretty close to the producers, you know, and uh, one of them was like, hey, kind of keep your schedule open and don't date anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like there was never a contract. I was never offered it officially. Okay. Um, that was after Jillian's season. And then after Bachelor Pad 2, that was a little bit more of a serious talk. You know what I mean? Where they. Oh, I didn't but, know that. I know. I know. Well, that's because, you know, I, that they don't. It's not. But like, that's exciting. So after Bachelor Pad 2, when um, Holly got engaged to Blake. Yeah, yeah. So you left the show single, you won the money, but you lost yep. the girl, as yep. you said. Yep, yep, yep. They came to you. Why wouldn't you have been the, like, why didn't that happen? Well, I'm sorry. And again, I, I don't want to, I want to be super clear. It, th there was never an offer. It was okay. just like, hey, they basically just said, it's down to you and Ben. Do you remember that guy? Oh. He, ben was the I've long hair. Him. Oh, Ben yeah. Flanick. Sorry. Yeah. The first, like from a while ago, not the tall, really cool Ben, but Ben. ben Wait, you? Yeah. Were so Ben Flanick was chosen as the bachelor over you. Yes, that makes it sound like I lost, but okay, I, I mean, I did, but no, like it, they were pretty transparent about, like, hey, this is where we're at. And I, I think it was two things again. I don't know if you remember this, Stephanie, but I remember then, everything. Okay, so go give it to I me. was well, let's we could do it two ways. Okay, one, my profession on Jillian's season. Do you remember what it was? If you oh. remember, you're, this is going to be amazing. There's no, no way. You, I'm not okay. going to remember that. It was. Oh, wait, were you um, like, a, didn't you do dance? Amazing. Really? It was, it was break dance instructor. Okay. So let's step that out a little bit. You can't really have the bachelors be break dance instructor, right? Like that doesn't. And I know that when it's your season, uh, mm -hmm. I, I think they change. It just says like, Oh, you're, you don't, you don't get it. Age. Yeah. I don't think you get a profession anyway. So I think that was part of it. But also I was 20. I'm 38 now. So am I. And at Wait, the am time, I? Oh my God, I'm 36. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, it's, <laughs> it's great. You got, you just bought yourself two years of, awesome. of youth back. Good job. All right. Great. Um, I was 26, maybe 27. And I was like, I was just a kid. I, I don't know if I, I would have made a fun bachelor. Like, you know, I would have been oh, animated yeah. and fun and had fun on dates, but I don't know if I would have, I think they were like, I don't know if this guy, you know, like can handle the serious relationship side of it, which the show inevitably becomes about. And don't get me wrong. Like I have feelings. I can fall in love. Like I, I, I I'm sorry. I meant back then I was capable of those things, but if you think about it, think about, do you remember Ben's season at all? Mm -hmm. He was very mellow and chill. That's why and I'm saying when I said they chose Ben over you and you said, it sounds like I lost. I think America lost. I don't think no, Ben F well, was a very beloved bachelor. And I think you would have been a lot more of a fun watch. To be well, honest. at least, first of all, that's very sweet. And I do agree with that because like, I remember watching Ben season. Cause like I said, I was blogging and I Ooh. was like, I was like, Oh dear, this is, this was maybe the wrong choice. Um, but you know, so that's as close as I ever got. And I, what I was going to say is, uh, I don't, I'm glad that things turned out the way that I did because I'm incredibly happily married and I love my career and my job now. And, you know, 12 years later, this is phenomenal. Um, but I also can't deny the reason I went on the show in the first place is because I'm an adventure hound. Like I just, you know, I love experience and, 
and the idea of having that experience. And look, you, I mean, you know, you watch the show and so do the listeners. You travel the world and you get to meet most likely 25, well, at least 18 pretty incredible women, right? Because they throw in some crazies every yeah. season. So, you know, and I, they would have been great to have that experience. But like I said, since I'm happily married, I don't, it doesn't, I'm not like, oh, I wish I would have had a chance to find a woman from that. Cause that's not a great way to find. Right. You know. Anyway, I don't even remember what the original question was, but that's the, that was kind of the, the history of how close did I get to becoming a bachelor? No, that's really interesting. And I'm surprised that that didn't pan out that way because I feel like you had the perfect, I guess, because like Ben F he, he got down on one knee and got rejected. It's like you weigh what the situation is. Like, who do you totally. want to root for? I mean, totally. I think both of your situations were definitely rootable. Part of me wondered though, if it was, remember Bachelor, I don't, well, I don't know the numbers, but if how big the Bachelorette was, yeah, mm -hmm. like Ben just had more fans built in because not a lot of people watched Bachelor Pad. And so if they made me the bachelor after bachelor pad if because remember like i i think i made it i know i made it to hometowns in jillian season and i know i was somewhat of a fan favorite too so like i guess that would have translated but again like in my in my mind i was like if they picked the breakdance instructor who was it was like a bit on jillian season that she was 31 i was 25 like can you make the young kid you know, the bachelor next, I don't know. I, that's all speculative. Okay. But. but the young kid who was engaged and then he watched what, you know, your fiance get engaged to someone else on the show that I, one of my questions is about that moment, because I yeah, do think yeah. that is one of the most raw heartbreaking moments on the show. If you're, I mean, I'm sure you're okay to talk about that. Right. Yeah. 12 right. years later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just I, always I, want to be sensitive. Yeah, sure. No. Okay. So um, basically for, you know, you newbies that didn't watch this, Michael's ex-fiance, Holly, who we've had on the show, gets engaged to another man who she's now married to, Blake. And they tell Michael on live TV. It was mm -hmm. live, right? That live to tape. So in front of a live audience, but in it front wasn't of a live, live audience, they tell him um, literally Chris Harrison's like, Holly, why don't you go and tell Michael? And mm -hmm. she's like, we got engaged. And he, his reaction is the most <laughs> raw and real. You ask for a commercial break. You ask for like a water. <laughs> Can you tell us about that moment? And did you feel like deceived at all that you were put on the spot, not by Holly, but like by the show in general, because I know that when Holly was on the show, she actually said that like, apparently Blake had written an email or a letter or something and said that he did not want it to happen that way. And that when it did happen that way, he was furious. Did you know about mm. any of that? Um, no, I heard rumblings of, uh, they put Holly in a position where, uh, like, so they got engaged obviously off camera, uh, um, I'm sorry, or had time off camera before, Oh gosh, I want to explain this as clearly as I can. So clearly the engagement was filmed, right? Like right. they knew there were cameras there. Right. And the way Holly explained it to me is from the time that that happened to the time that we filmed the finale, which, you know, I imagine was probably weeks, maybe even a month. She made it sound like they didn't let her get in touch with me to tell me, hey, just so you know. And... Uh, that always smelled like bullshit to me, but, but because let me put it this way, like, um, 
I totally understand that Holly gets engaged and the first person she wants to call is not me, right? right. Like she doesn't want to be like, and it's also true though, she, like we were blatantly transparent about the fact that we were still partners. You know what I mean? Like partners right. in the game. And she knew we were going to go on the finale and be partners. And so my, I don't know if Blake ever sent an email that was like, Hey, I don't want it to happen this way. Mm -hmm. All I know is that Holly had explained to me that they, uh, like they tried to make it so that Holly and Blake couldn't reach out to me right. and you know, it's that it was a produced, I do believe that, that I do too. Yeah. yeah. That even if Blake said, I don't want it to go down this way, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they were like, cool. Yeah, no, we won't. We're oh, just going to no, film like, it. We'll 100%. film it. Yeah. And then they, Duped him it was too. something like I me. believe. I mean, so I I spoke with Holly months ago, mm -hmm. but I believe she said that um they were supposed to. I can't remember. They were supposed to air the engagement, like the pre-taped engagement. Yeah, yeah. That, without yeah. you there, which they did, or were you there? I can't remember. No, and so that part is true. I okay. was in the the green room where there okay. was. No, yeah, I don't. There's no. Oh yeah, TV yeah, and that's anything. where it was supposed to end. But then they bring her out, and they're like, "So Holly, go ahead and tell Michael what happened." And like they made her tell you on the spot. Right, but so here's the here's the first of all, I believe her. I believe that's probably how th I that they told her that's what was going to happen. I totally right. believe that that she was sitting out there, and when they were like, "Holly, go ahead," she was probably like, "Fuck you guys! What are you serious?" Yeah, but you so can't I, on TV. Yeah. Yes. And it, to me, it's still, look, I, it's 12 years later, so I'm not talking about it like an actual grievance. It's just a part I've never been able to reconcile is even if it's a text message, and I really mean that from her sometime in that month, it's just like, yo, just so you know, because mm -hmm. we're going to go on to the finale, right? you should just be aware that we got engaged. And I know that might be hard to hear. I, I, she shouldn't even to say that. Like, you right. should just know that we got engaged. Then I at least would have been, you know, fuck had time to process not on live television, right. not, not live to tape. So, but I do, I will give her credit to this day that I do believe they duped her and Blake too. You know yeah, what I mean? That totally. like, it's not like there was no malicious. They, they weren't like, I got an idea. Let's rub it in Michael's face. You know, that, yeah, never, no, that that's didn't happen. The last thing they wanted to do. And I think at the end of the day, the producers really just wanted that moment that you just gave to them on a platter. Yeah. And it was, the, your original question was, did I feel like I was duped or deceived? And that was how I, I didn't, you know, in the moment I felt hurt that Holly didn't text me, but I didn't necessarily feel betrayed. Like I wasn't like, fuck you, Holly for not, you know, cause yeah. I knew how the show works at that point. Right. But like little things like, um, uh, Chris, Chris Harrison, who like, you know, wasn't like a buddy, but he was enough of i I'd gotten to know him well yeah. enough that, since he was the one that asked me, I, I, even because, and I saw him backstage, I saw everyone backstage before, you know, because you're there at like 5 a.m. and then they start shooting it too. I saw plenty of people who could have been like, yo, just so you know, you know what I mean? And none, no one did that so that they could get that moment. And that, I, I don't know how much the other people you've had on have talked about this, but you really do become friends with the whole not even just the producers, but the crew, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the sound guys and the camera guy, light guy, you know, like I chat all those guys up and there was this immediate alienation of, mm. I'd felt like for two years, I got to know these people like really well. And I mean, like socially too, like we'd go out to dinner and like, yeah, I, you know, I yeah. got to know them and, you know, 
anyway, so in that moment to feel like I wasn't just, it wasn't just the drop of, oh my God, she's this woman that I loved, you know, and even in the moment to a certain degree, maybe I wasn't in love with her, but I still loved like the wound of getting breaking up with my fiance was still, you know, present. Right. It wasn't just that in that moment, it felt like that was hard. It was also just immediately I was like, oh, now this show feels different now. Like, you know what I mean? Like all of the people that I had gotten to know for two years knew about this. And in this moment, they set me up to get duped. It, you know what I mean? Like that's totally. a, that was a rough, that part was rough too. And it, it's funny, I, I've done maybe one or two other interviews like this. And it always, it always comes to this point where I find myself saying like, um, my, my perception of how people think I handled that was good. Like, Hey, you handled that pretty well. And like you made a joke and you, you know, you picked share and that, that was cool that you did that. And I, I inevitably always <laughs> say like, um, it's cool that it looked that way, but I was a fucking mess inside. You know what I mean? Like I, I, and you actually already said it. I, at one point, I think I literally say verbatim, um, can I get a water mm -hmm. and can we go to commercial break? You know what I mean? Like, cause you were I, like literally asking though. Yes, You're like, I'm not was, being cute and funny. Yeah, I'm like literally right. asking and no, they didn't go to commercial break. Did you get a water? I think I got a water. Okay, uh, no, but, but I, I really do in that moment. I was like, my God, I don't even know how to be on camera right now. Like I feel bad. I don't even know what to say. Like, and, and remember Stephanie, the fucking game was still going on. Right. Like that we were, we hadn't even voted yet. So I was like, you know, you can't, you, I, I can't just punch Holly, right? Like mm. you, there's no, you can't have that discussion in the moment of being like, well, hang on. Did you, right. Why didn't you text me? Because the, literally the game's still going. If I get in a fight right there in that moment, then I'm waving bye-bye to the girl and the money probably, right? Because no one's going to vote for the couple that's having a huge right. fight on stage in the moment. <laughs> you know oh what I mean? Oh my God, this is like bringing back so much. That I know. Shows. I don't get why Let's they just go to the next question. Let's go, let's go to the next question. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. There is, there is, but there is, there's, it's amazing how much there is to unpack from a moment. That's why I said early on, if you haven't watched that season and I look, I never say like, you should go back and watch season five and watch the show that I was on, but legitimately that bats are pad too. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not even a fan of reality TV in general. There was some shit that went down on that season. That oh was really good. Like arguably some of the best I've. No, I, know, I, like I love talking to you because like, I truly <laughs> believe, I believe that. And specifically bachelor pad too. I also am, um, I favor three as well. Definitely two, mm -hmm. then three. I think you could skip one altogether. I don't really care. For Unfortunately, that I, I agree with that too. But, and I, and I hope I'm, I don't mean because you, of no, my no story alone. That. No one thinks that. No, no, no. no. I mean, like there was yeah. so much other stuff going on that There's, was really good. Oh from, my God. Yeah. It's jam packed. The whole thing is wonderful. Um, they somehow got you to come back though. So you, so again, for the newbies, mm. Michael splits the money with his fiance that, he just got blindsided by on TV. Mm -hmm. he, they split the money. They split a quarter of a million dollars. Mm -hmm. Did the money help the blow? Um, uh, well, I, I'm, I have to answer it this way. No, because it's money. And I gave all, most of it away. And, and I'll, I'll come back to that. 
but winning uh, and feeling like I did the right thing, like it was, I, Holly, I know that money, well, obviously helped Holly and she was a woman that I loved and still cared for in that moment, even Mm -hmm. so it felt good to do the, what I thought was the right thing. Uh, and to feel like I was a fan favorite, that sounds so shallow, but you know what I mean? Like it, it just, it felt like, uh, I at least kept my integrity and kind of my honor to a certain degree and, and just did the right thing. And then, so that part felt good, you know? And like my whole family and friends were like, man, you, it seems like you handled that pretty well. Like that, that it felt good to have that as an outcome. Mm -hmm. And then the money, I think I can legally say this now uh because we sign contracts that say we, yeah. there's a lot of stuff we can't say but we're 12 years past i think i'm good i think we're okay yeah. i think abc <laughs> won't sue me um we were not allowed to do this but we did it anyway me and um, did holly mention that we split the money did she say i believe this? so yeah okay with so michelle i'll truncate and- it yeah 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 we we split the money with grandma michelle we each gave 2500 to ella i don't know if you remember that name yeah. she, she was the single mom she was trying mm-hmm. to buy a house so we gave her money to go towards it i don't know what she did with it but to do that That's and awesome. then um uh i i sent graham a check but then i had to pay taxes on all of the actual income so you no. know like yeah <laughs> so like uncle sam got a good chunk. I had like a couple grand in credit card debt that I paid off. I bought myself a really nice guitar because I was, you know, a musician at that point. Uh, And so like all in my total take home, like that was funny money that went into my account was probably like 15 grand. Wow. You know what I mean? Because if you think about, you know, 125 down to 75, Uncle Sam gets half of that. That's down to like, you know, 37 or something get rid of credit card debt, pay a few. I can't remember the other, I think I- Wait, but did you ask Graham to help pay, uh, to pay you back for, cause you had to pay the taxes and he didn't? That would No, and that that gets super granular, but I <laughs> sent him the money, like his cut of the money after taxes so that oh, I could, okay, you know okay, what okay. I mean? Like I paid yeah, the yeah. taxes for him basically. Got it. But my it. CPA was like, yeah, don't, don't send him $75,000. Cause that's what I was going to do. Cause I'm an idiot. Right, right, and he was like, well, no, you need to pay. You're still got to pay the taxes on that. So send him like half of that basically. And right. then keep the, and which I literally did. Like I wrote him, I don't remember what I, it was yeah. maybe like 40 something. And then I wrote the government a check for the rest. Is, <laughs> oh my God. That drives me nuts though. I hate you. It. Don't even, don't even get me started. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, they, so, so in terms of what did the money help, you know, like 125 grand sounds really sexy is like, well, at least we can go to Cabo, woo! Yeah. but it was actually like, you know, not that much money. Yeah. You know, I hear you. Um, well, that's awesome that you did so much to help other people though with the money. Yeah. And that's what I mean. That's the shit that like 12 years later, well, let, let's step it out. Right. Like, let's say I took, let's say I bought a boat, mm-hmm. you know, like. 12 years later, that boat has probably, I probably sell the boat. I don't even have the boat. And it feels better to have helped out Holly and Graham and Michelle and Ella instead. You know what I mean? No, that's, I totally agree. Um, So despite winning the money, Mm -hmm. they they asked you back and you said yourself when you came back on Bachelor Pad 3, you're like, I would have voted myself out first. Like, why didn't people vote out me? I obviously came in knowing what I was doing. And you have some of the best lines in that one. Like, um, 
Like my favorite part of the game is when people don't even realize that they're playing a game. Like it's this game. God, guys, like if you haven't watched it, like you could buy it on iTunes. I'm sure you can get it on like somewhere hulu or something but it's worth i don't know the $20 that's a good question. for real it it's might be yeah hours gonna... oh i own it i own oh it. oh so you did actually buy it how did oh, you no. buy it then uh, itunes but i'm saying i'm trying to if there's anything that anywhere they can get it from streaming for free yeah no, i don't know well i guess hulu is not free but um yeah just buy it it's a pro- it's like 20 dollars, and it's hours and hours of entertainment but yeah um, i guess it's 10 or how many episodes was it do you remember is it 10 no, I think or it's six or seven, but they're really. long ass episodes That's and they're true. like jam packed. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So, um, so they get you to come back for the season three, which is also the final season of bachelor pad. How did they Correct. convince you to come back? I mean, granted you won, but like, kind of like when you don't, you go close to the stove and you burn your hand, you don't really mm-hmm. want to go close to the stove again. So how did they get yeah. you to go? Sure. Especially after I just told you kind of where I was at yeah. in terms of feeling betrayed. Right. It was, it was, uh, well, three things. One, I had a mm-hmm. talk with my kind of management team at the time for the music career. And they were like, Hey man, oh. if you can get on another season, you will extend your music career just mm. by doing that. And I was like, yeah, that's worth considering. And you brought your guitar. Mm-hmm. Was the that sec- strategic? No, I, okay. I just, I brought my guitar on the, on oh, okay. the second season too. Yeah. It's a, they, Cause they don't let us listen to, I'm sure you know that at this point, anything, mm-hmm. but they do let you bring a guitar. So it would just be nice at night. Sometimes, you know, yeah. they'd always film everything, but we'd have some downtime to just, I love that. So that's why I brought it. Um, the second thing is they, I had already alluded to some of this, but they were like, Hey, it's kind of down to you and Ben. And we're considering you for the bachelor. And if you go on another season, that could help you too. Right. And I was like, okay, you know, and like, I wasn't in a serious relationship at that point. So I was like, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm still available to be the bachelor. Maybe that's smart. to Cause if I say no to bachelor pad three, mm-hmm. I guess part of me was like, well, then I'm definitely, they're not going to ask me to be the bachelor. If I say no to, right. you know what I mean? You stay more relevant if you stay yeah. on the show and in the yeah. Yeah. races. And back then that was, for where I was at important, like being staying relevant for my music career. And it makes sense. Yeah. It was your career. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then the third thing was, um, I'm a pretty big gamer. Like I'm a pretty huge nerd. I've designed board games and game my whole life. And, oh, that's so cool. Um, and the strategy part of the game, I was comfortable enough thinking, okay, if I go into the third season as the former champion, I knew there's a 0% chance I'm going to win, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. So I can just use that as my, like, hey, guys, just, I like, be very transparent. I'm not here to win, but I can definitely help alliances out mm-hmm. and win some challenge. You know, like, I can game and, like, I can help. So all I did was get in with, you know, I formed an alliance with, oh, God. Well, Rachel was obviously my partner mm-hmm. and the other people on the show. And then I made it pretty far. Like, I hung out. Yeah. Uh, until Erica Rose kicked me off because, and this is God, we get on, there's a story in there that, yep. you know, what aired and what didn't air oh. um, that got me kicked off. But, you know, so that, so all three of those things are what contributed to the decision to go on. And frankly, I feel like it worked out just about exactly how I kind of thought it would. Like I got to stay around for a long time. It didn't, the way it ended with Rachel and Erica was, I obviously didn't see that coming. That didn't go great. Um, but you know, the rest of the time was, was pretty fun. It was, well, that season three was in, it was was up and down. We should do the quick recap of they had, Mm -hmm. 
what was the actual number? I, they had fans on. Half of the cast, I think, was fans, and half of the cast, I think, was uh, mm-hmm. from the show. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, that dynamic was pretty nuts uh, and made things complicated kind of right out of the gate, you know? Yeah. And so then you had a little relationship with your partner on the show, Rachel Truehart. <laughs> Right. But then. Yeah. What are you going to, how would you describe it? What would you say happened? Do you remember it, again? It was. Yeah. Years no. Ago. Are you kidding me? This is like literally my, the best piece of television of oh, all okay. time. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I mean, I would argue Game of Thrones you uh, know, edges it out a little bit. I'm, I'm like, because I have I have five minutes. I can't, I can't do it all. Um. So, so there, well, do we go into the whole thing? Why not? How would you say things ended with Rachel and I? Well, you got kicked, well, you know, long story short, you got kicked off the show. Yep. So man, I don't want to, we can't go into how, because it's too complicated, but that it is it's too much. We'll do a part, part two. Oh my God. Can we? But yeah. that part is literally like the I know, it's, television of all time. I know. I know. It's, it, it was is. nuts. So you get kicked off the show and then Rachel wants to leave the show because she's like literally falling in love with you. But then like you weren't. And then they show on the after show um, that you just weren't basically as into her as she was into you. Yeah. Okay. That actually was a very fair recap, but it's, I don't know how much you remember this. It definitely aired. Like you uh, loved her. Well, like I dicked her over or, or yes, I guess. Yeah. That I was falling in love with her too. And then I just changed my mind and got cold. And I was right. like, no, I don't want to. Okay. Here's what actually happened. Um, the in, From the time that Rachel and I had our first kiss. And like, I, I still to this day, like I was attracted to Rachel. She was my partner. I, it's not right. like I was, you know, I was, I had no problem kissing her. I was like, that sounds yeah, like a good idea. Good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The, from the time that I kissed her to the time that I left the show was nine days. And so you just... You really, you're not going to fall in love with some, you just, you know, at least I know that it's kind of its own little bachelor bubble and people do fall in love very quickly, but uh, I never, that's not really my operating system. Like I, I didn't, I liked her, but she lived in New York at the time I lived in LA. And when you leave the show, you are immediately faced with that decision of, okay, Right. Do I want to continue a long distance relationship with this person or not? And I was just, you know, I was just honest with her. I saw her. She came to my hotel room after the she got kicked off because, mm-hmm. you know, you're everyone's still sequestered, even if you get kicked off the show. And I was just to- totally honest with her. I was like, hey, look, you know, I really liked you, but I, I don't I'm not at the I can't yeah, hop into a long distance relationship. Right. Maybe if we would have had another couple of weeks to figure this out. But and she was like, yeah, cool. I I, I understand. And then on the finale, it aired and she was even. <clears throat> Her and what was her name? Jackie or Jacqueline? Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Yeah. We're like, you let her on and, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you were just playing the game and you were being deceitful. And they played this little clip of me, like, you know, gaming, which obviously I did like people in my alliance. I was like, Hey, this is the conversations we should have. And Mm -hmm. anyway, I, I kind of got villainized and I remember, I remember watching it and being like, this isn't really what happened. Like what the, what the hell you guys, like I, I, I was attracted to Rachel and that's fine. I think that's allowed to happen and she's my partner. And then, yeah, the way they made it air was like, I had just let her on and changed my mind and that I had promised her that we were going to date or something or I I don't know. But, and I say all of that 
with a lot of empathy for Rachel, because I think you're right, Stephanie. I think Rachel was having real feelings mm-hmm. and we didn't even have time to like, like, it's not like she ever sat me down and was like, hey, I like, I'm, this is, I'm really, because we would never do that after nine days. Like, right. you, you know what I mean? Like we just never got to that point where you would sit down and share each other's feelings. So it was a, yeah, that was a weird, and then obviously how I got kicked off kind of tied into that and was a whole fucking thing, but. Well, yeah, when was the last time you spoke to Erica? Miss Rose? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe since that night. Yeah, Like, I don't think we've done, and I say that in like, if I saw her on the street, I'd be like, oh my God, Erica, what's that? You know, like, there's there's no bad blood. Yeah, same thing with Rachel and same thing with Holly. You know, like there's Mm -hmm. there's no bad blood. I just, we just haven't talked because. Right. I guess there was nothing to really talk about. Well, what do you talk about at this point? Like, remember when <laughs> you threw me off that show? What are you going to say? Um, I well, I'm, so I do, I have a hard stop in like a minute. I know. So I, I want to hear, I know, I know, but I feel bad. Um, can you tell me about how life is today and like what you have going on before we wrap up? Sure. I could do a 60 second quick recap. Uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm so good. I am super happily married. I have two kids, uh, two boys that are great. Uh, I've been a screenwriter for the last 10 years, uh, doing mostly adaptation work, TV and film. Uh, and then back in February, I started, I'm an actor now and I've been booking a lot of stuff in, um, yeah, you know, scripted in short films and TV. I just got a big offer for a TV show. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, it's been incredibly fun and, and going really well. Well, look, two things. If you want to do a part two, because we haven't even touched Bachelor Pad 3, and I have some shit I could tell you, Stephanie, about that I've never said in an interview, like some behind the scenes stuff that is just bananas. If you want to do a part two, we could totally do that. Let's wrap up. And I want to hear about um, your life, what you have going on, what you were plugging was really interesting. And then maybe we can do a part two where we like, you come back and tell us more stuff. And then I can schedule more of a time chunk too. Yeah, great. If that's what you would love to do, I would be totally down yeah, to do that. So, okay, wait. So you're booking gigs. So you're an actor now. What can we well, see? When, can we go support you? No, that's really sweet. No, <laughs> this is this is how I... Well, let me say it this way. Um, so I've been writing for 10 years. Uh, have had some small successes, nothing huge, but um, and have loved it. I've always been a writer my whole life. My wife and I have been married for eight years now, about a year into being married. She was like, hey is there a reason you're not trying to be an actor? And I was like, uh, the short version of that is the fame that happened. You know, we all, we get like 15 minutes of fame from the bachelor. Yeah. And this is before it was even, you know, like big on social media. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but the taste that I did get for two to three years, I didn't, I didn't love it. Like it was, um, and obviously I'm not saying I was like an A-list celebrity by any means, but, you know, I was, I would go to events and do appearances and like mm-hmm. sign autographs and take pictures and, um, would get recognized almost anywhere, you know, and there was a, there was a version of that, that I just, I would, it's kind of soul draining. That's not like, not a positive thing. Right. And clearly fame can be a positive thing in a lot of ways. Like, going to fun parties. Mm. Like, I also don't really like that stuff. So anyway, all that is to say, I acting has a trajectory to that, right? Right. If you keep getting bigger and bigger roles and become more recognized, you get famous again. And so um, I think for that reason, I'd always shied away from acting. 
Um, but I always knew I had quite a bit of natural talent for it. And no one knows this, but before I was even on The Bachelor, I was on All My Children, that soap opera. Actually, yeah, and another soap opera. And I was booking commercials and stuff. I had a commercial That's agent so and cool. it like out of college was was kind of trying that. Anyway, all that is to say, um, for the last seven years, I've run a writer's group, a screenwriter. Actually, it's the largest screenwriting group in Hollywood. And part of that was we would have actors come in and read our scripts. Oh, cool. uh, the, there's 15 writers in the group. They table read your script and the actors sit down and the writers give notes. Okay. That's how it works. That's okay. Anyway, the reason why I bring that up is for seven years, I was getting cast every single week to be an actor as well. And I thought it was just because I ran the group and I was going to be there. So people cast me. And at, like two years ago, one of our writers in the group was also a director was like, listen, what the, f are you not an actor? What are you doing? Are you, are you not trying to act? And he was like, do you even know why you get cast every week? And you know, I was like, well, yeah, I'm here. And he was like, no, you're really fucking good, dude. You should, you should start trying it. And I was like, okay. And then, so one, two, skip a few back in February, my wife and I had a talk and I was like, there's a, there's a part of being an actor that's very, you know, you're doing self tapes, you're going on auditions, you're going on a hundred auditions and booking two, you know, like it, it's a lot yeah, of effort hard. and I'm a stay at home dad. My wife works full time. And so just that honest conversation of like, if I'm going to pursue this, it, it, it's going to change the dynamic of our family a lot, you know, and our boys are older now that they're in school. So that, that helps a little bit, but mm. anyway, she was like, look, you should, you should fucking do awesome. it. And since I started in February, I've, yeah, just booked a ton of stuff and have loved it. Like, you know, I have a little, I'll show you, I've got like a little, you know, blue screen and oh, cool. Wait, so where can we, those are all what the scripts can we see? I've and stuff. Oh, nothing. Well, nothing yet. I oh, so the um I won't get too into the weeds with this, but you know, short film and TV and feature. If you film something, it's usually even for a short film, not like it takes about nine months to a year for it to actually come out. So I've mm -hmm. shot a bunch of stuff this year, but literally none of it is available. But at the beginning of next year, there should start to be some stuff that, you know, I could, I'll send you or post on my yeah, social can you? stuff. And some of it's like, I'm going to be honest, Stephanie, like pretty good. Like there's a few, I'm like crying in some scenes. I'm shirtless in some things, you know, oh, it, my it's, God. it's pretty fun. I've really loved it. Oh, that's, I'm so proud of you. Congrats Thanks. for going after that. I, I can see you being really good at that. And I'm really excited to see the stuff. Um, Thanks, sorry, yeah. guys, if you hear a baby in the background, I had to get Charlie. So he's now here with us. I love it. I'm a fan of it. Actually, I know that. I mean, the fact that we have a, a dad, a fellow parent, so you understand that. Yeah, totally. It doesn't bother me. I'm like, hold all. on. I have to get my toddler BRB. And we literally <laughs> paused the interview. And now there is a two-year-old in the back playing on a chair. And my son's going to be home in about 40 minutes. So if we go that long, I'll bring him in. And then yeah, Charlie, just be like, Charlie oh, and Hunter. Family. Yeah, they could just they play. can They can have their own Zoom call next to us while we Exactly. You've been so, so cool. Um, Exactly how I thought you would be. So thank you for being. Good. It would have been funny if you were like, I wasn't expecting you to be such a dick. I um, hate you. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you did that to Rachel. Douche. Do you imagine? Part of me was hoping. I don't know if you remember when I was like, "How would you say things went down with yeah. Rachel?" And I was curious if you were going to be like, "Well, why did you break her heart? Like, you really you were you let her on." <laughs> I know, uh, but yeah, I look. It was a joy. I will genuinely be looking forward to part two, especially you know, just talking with another Italian is really. Oh fun yeah, 
Um, wow, this has been so, so nice. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll get wine for yeah. the next one and have a little chat. If you Yeah, I don't drink, but I'll do, oh. I'll take a little gummy. I'll take a little cannabis oh. gummy. That okay. Okay. Yeah, I drinking makes me feel like shit. I, it's amazing. Uh, is that wine? Do you have wine in there right now? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, we'll tell everyone that you're doing a gummy and I'll drink wine. And then we'll yeah, I think, about- I think it'll get you more clicks out of the gate. People are like, wait, they're drinking and high while they're doing it. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is okay. amazing. Um, okay. I DM me. We'll set up a time for in the next, I guess, whatever week. Week. Yeah. Okay. I will be in touch. Have a good rest of the day. Bye, Charlie. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, go and write us a review. I've seen we've had an influx of good reviews lately, Mm -hmm. and I would love to see more. So if you are a diehard listener and you listen every week and you really do like it, like take 30 seconds and write a review. I'll be waiting. Yes. And hit that subscribe button as well so that you never miss any future episodes and join our Facebook group because it's really fun in there and when you are just at home watching the show and you have an opinion and you need to talk about it with someone you can always just post it in the Facebook group and we'll all chat about it with you it's a nice little community yeah and you can go to our YouTube channel subscribe there watch all of our videos we have tons of content over on the she's all about YouTube go check it out you can also follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney underscore across all social platforms you can follow me at she's all batch across social platforms okay okay i think that's it okay bye bitches